0: Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello, everyone, and happy Thursday. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those of you who are in the L.A. area, as always, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for those of you who are everywhere else, including right here in the absolutely wonderful, man, I am loving the fall, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877 697 9725. And producer Kyler is back and she is opening up the chat room. So if you want to log in there and listen to the show, tell her hi, or if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can write them down and she'll make sure that they get to me. Otherwise, I'll be logging into the chat room after the show. So today, the idea of being daring. Came to mind. And how often, probably one of the most daunting and intimidating parts of shifting a dream into reality is the fact that we worry that we're going to get it wrong, the fear that we're going to fail. And it may be that the fear we're going to fail very publicly. So, what would you dare do? what would you be willing to set into motion if you knew that there was no way you could get it wrong? And that becomes a really important question because if you can think of all these things that you would do, it's like, well, you know, I would get up and do stand-up comedy or I would actually, you know, live my life for my spiritual practice or I would jump out of a plane. Whatever it is, that you think in the back of your mind, man, I would really love to do that. Once you decide, wow, I would really love to do that, the question becomes, why not? What is it that's stopping you? I know someone who had recently started going to open mic nights because uh, he wanted to be a comedian. He wanted to be able to do that and, and put himself out there And he spent many, many years just talking about it and telling jokes to his friends and to the mirror. And it reached the point where it's like, well, there's places that have open mic nights. Why don't you go to that? And he goes, well, I couldn't actually get up in front of anybody. And when I asked him why not, he said, because if I never do it, then, you know, I can still hold on to the idea that I could do it. But if I try it and it goes badly, then I will have proven to myself that I can't. And while it may sound a little weird, it actually makes a lot of sense. Those who have written the great American novel or screenplay and yet have never shown it to a soul, the idea that it is a brilliant piece of work until someone who actually knows that type of work tells you it isn't, then that allows us to hold on to the dream. It allows us, it's like, well, one day I'm going to publish this book. Knowing that, it's not going to happen because the idea of having somebody read through it and say, you know what, it really isn't that good, or, well, you're going to have to change most of it. As long as nobody is there to burst the bubble, you know, that bubble is just going to keep floating. But it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to get anywhere. And it's not going to lead you to that, you know what, one day type of idea. And it's very powerful. We are essentially pack-oriented. We are are community-based. What other people think and believe about us is really important. It matters to us because of the fact that we are designed and wired to live in community. So the idea of going before the community and saying, hey, I'm going to do this and this is this is my dream and here it is. I'm going to tap dance. And you tap dance in front of your community and your community looks at you and goes, uh, don't quit your day job. And... That can be devastating because right up until that moment, it's like, you know, I could do this. I'm good enough to do this. So the idea that it's not going to go right, the idea that it's not going to come out as we plan it can be something that will completely take the wind out of the sails of the dream that we have, of what we would love to do, of that thing that may be our calling in life. And maybe it's not as big as a calling in life. It could be as simple as changing your hairstyle. And often, I've seen a lot of people really struggle with that. And I know of some who pretty much have had the exact same hairstyle for a decade or more. And I have a tendency to get very bored. And every once in a while, I'll just do something different. Just because in the moment, it's wow, the worst that will happen is that I'll have to grow it back, or the worst that will happen is I'll have to wash out the color, or the worst that will happen is it's not going to be maintainable, and I end up looking like one of those little troll dolls. For those of you who actually do remember the troll dolls, you know, it was this little kind of, you know, goofy-looking thing, and it had this shock of of usually neon-colored hair that would go straight up. So, if my worst case scenario is that I'm going to look like a troll doll oh well so I have an interesting story to tell people and they go what happened to your hair but it's not about you know fearing that a huge horrible consequence other than maybe a little bit of embarrassment and the level of embarrassment embarrassment is very subjective you can only be as embarrassed about something as you allow others to convince you you need to be. And believe me, not every hairstyle that I tried worked. And, yes, I did go through the jerry curl phase. All right, we all did. Don't judge. Because I'm sure many of you have had that. But, you know, either that or you did the Farrah Fawcett, you know, hairstyle. And, yes. We're going, Sherman set the way back machine, we're going back that far. But the idea is that it may not have been that you wanted the hairstyle just for, you know, the curiosity of it. Maybe you were going through something. At one point, I had a huge heartbreak and I broke up with someone who, you know, someone broke up with me who I loved very much. So my desire was, to create something different in my life. I felt that if I changed my hair, it would create a different me because I didn't want to be the me I was because that me was hurting. So I went in, I had my long hair cut very short and dyed red. Did that change who I was? No. Did it alarm a few people? Yes. But it allowed me to kind of reset myself a little bit. Every time I looked in the mirror and saw that really different hairstyle with a really different color, I would think, okay, what was the point of me doing this? And did I really change myself? And, you know, so for whatever reason, and and the reason that I'm talking about, you know, hairstyles and things like that is because, you know, it's one of the main ways when we meet people, when we interact with people, our appearance is that f- part of that first impression. So if you have like a really unusual hairstyle, then, you know, that's going to create a different impression. It's not a bad impression and, you know, whatever it is, if that's what you're going for, go for it. But the idea that that is something that, society kind of, you know, looks and goes, okay, we're going to rate you as a person by this, by that, by this. Um, Some people have tattoos. You know, I have a brother who has several. I have a niece who has several. And uh, I may get one at some point. But the idea is that it is an expression. And it's a choice. And it's a choice that is inked into your skin. And so make sure it's a choice you really, really want. Because it's, a very, you know, irritating thing that try to have one removed. But the fact that, you know what, I've always wanted, you know, a a special symbolic tattoo on me somewhere. And maybe that's not what people, the type of person people think you are. It's like, no, you're not the type of person who, who gets a tattoo. It is amazing how often the last people that you would think would get a tattoo end up sporting one for whatever reason that they do that. And it is important that, you know, it's like, you know what? Yes, the person could mess up the tattoo or, you know, maybe it's like, well, what if I get a tattoo and I don't like it? and Or what if I do this? You do it. You collect all the information that you can. You look at all your options and then you make the choice. If it is something you've always wanted to do, there must be a reason you've always wanted to do it. And if you spend all of your time afraid that, well, if, if I choose that, it's permanent. It's like, well, technically it's not. Technically it can be removed. It's kind of a pain in the neck, but it can be removed. There is very little in this life that cannot be corrected given time it may be that you decide to tell the person that you've had a hidden crush on that you are attracted to them or that you care for them or whatever and you don't because you don't know how they're going to respond you don't because what if what if they turn and they laugh at me What if they look at me and say, well, I really don't feel about you that way? Those are possibilities. It's also a possibility that they look at you and go, you know, I really thought you'd never say that. I really thought you'd never ask. Or I felt the same way and I was just afraid to say so. So the idea of the story that we create in our minds, the story we create for ourselves with that, okay, this is my decision, this is what I want to do, and looking at all the things, because there's that tendency, it's like, okay, what can go wrong with this? Especially if it's something that is really outside of the experience that people have with you, they will line up to tell you why it's a bad idea. And when you look at your personal desire, your personal choices, Maybe it's to move to somewhere else. Maybe it's to change jobs. And you'll always have people who will say, look, you know, you're secure now. Maybe you don't like the job, but it's secure, it's safe. Maybe you don't like, you know, where you live. Maybe you'd like to live somewhere else, but hey, there are risks with that. There's risks with everything. There's risks with staying where you are, and there's risks with staying with moving on to something else. The smart way is to get all the information that you can. And I specify that you can as opposed to that there is because there's no way to understand all of the variables and everything that could possibly happen. And you can get a lot of information. You can say, well, I've always wanted to live in Louisiana and I'm going to go move to Louisiana. And everybody says, don't move to Louisiana, they have hurricanes there and all of this other stuff and you don't know what you're doing and, you know, what are you going to do? And, you know, and it's like all of these are valid questions that come later. The first part is, you know what, I want to live in Louisiana. Then you figure, okay, what are the things that I would need? Well, I'd need a place to live and I'd need a job. I mean, those are like the two main things. So deciding, well, where in Louisiana, because I can tell you I've been there. It's a big place. Do I want to live more in the city? Do I want to live more in the country? And once you start asking the questions and once you start gathering information, it can actually make it a really cool process. Because even if you decide you don't want to move to Louisiana, at least not at that point, they'll have all of this amazing information just in case you do. Let's say you decide that you want to change jobs. You're not really happy in your job. It's not fulfilling you. You know, I often talk to people who are sort of stuck because they go into a place of, well, I would really love to work as a healer, or I really loved going to being a counselor, or, you know, I want to work with youth, or I want to work with the poor, or or whatever, and I think those are wonderful things. Great. Go for it. Well, I can't do that, you know, because I, I, I don't like my job, but it's secure and it's safe. Well, nobody's saying that you just walk away from it. Make yourself a plan. Figure out how you can be able to move to another job. I was once told that if there is somebody or something you want to do, rather than say, I wish I could do this, say, I'm going to. Because then it just becomes a matter of how. It's not a matter of if. So, okay, how could I do this? Even if it's just from my own imagination, how could I put this into motion? What would I need to do? And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's all just pretend and imagination until you set it to motion anyway. It's just a story until you put actual action behind it. So it doesn't really matter as to, you know, how you do it, but think of how it it would come to be, how it could come into action, how it could be made into reality. And sometimes it's, a very minor thing, sometimes you just want change and you don't even know what that change is. Well, give it some thought. You don't have to jump into a change just for the sake of change. What you want to do is you want to jump into something that is going to be a creative outlet, something that's going to fulfill you. But figuring out, okay, even if, let's say, you want to move somewhere else or you want to, you don't want to live where you're living, Well, if it's not feasible to make that change now, how can you make where you're living closer to where you would like to live? Maybe you always wanted to live in Paris, but it's not really reasonable for you to be able to do that now or maybe even within the next year. But you can go and hit some thrift shops, find all the Parisian stuff, find some maps, you know, some of the old maps of Paris, and, you know, put them up, frame them and put them up on your walls. Make your space what it is that you would like. And that allows you to kind of live that dream a little bit each and every day. And as you take a look at what it is that you, you know, you're concerned about, it's like, well, you know, I I don't speak the language. I love to live in France, but I don't speak French. Well, the amazing thing that is YouTube, you can pull up French lessons, type it in, and you will have a whole slew of people who are on the Internet just to give you information. And these are ways that you can be able to bring that that future into the present, how you can touch on it so that when the time is you know, right for you to be able to make a big change. That's one less thing that you have to be concerned about. The main thing is that when you're looking at the things that you would like to do, the things that you would want to set into motion, if you're not doing it, there's a reason you're not doing it. And could be a very valid reason. It could be that, no, you know, now is not the time to do this. But that doesn't mean that one day soon isn't. Maybe by this time next year, you'll be able to have the resources to be able to do that. You want to take a trip to another country, but you don't have the money now, but you think, okay, how could I have the money that I need? You know, first you go on and figure out about how much it will cost. Okay, how can I have that money by this time next year? Or by this time in two years? How much would I need to set aside each month, to be able to afford to do that. And by setting small steps into motion, that allows you to start shifting something from dream state into reality state. It makes it into a goal. It makes it into something that you get to look forward to, especially when life is bearing down on you, when things are kind of hard, when things are getting kind of heavy for you. Being able to picture something in your mind that you have to look forward to has been shown time and time again to be able to help release the pressure of the moment. And one of the things I do with myself is, you know, if things are really heavy for me and there was a time in my life not that long ago that it was really a very difficult time in my life I would sit and say, well, by this time next year, all of these things are going to be different. By this time next year, I'm going to have this and this and this, and and these are the things I'm not going to worry about. And so by giving myself that, by allowing for a future that's better than my present, a future that's more pleasant than my present, then I can be able to make it through the present. Because in my mind, in my heart, I know that it's going to be a better thing later on. It's just, this is the part I have to go through now. And it's not about being worried about failing to achieve what it is you want. If you put everything into it, and it's like, all right, by this time next year, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to take that trip to France, well... Something comes up. You have to replace a vehicle. That money that you were saving has to be used for something else. It's not that you failed. It just means that the plan was modified, that it was necessary to modify it. And so it means you have an opportunity to create a new plan. Failure is not permanent. It is not something that, Oh, okay, well, we're going to hang this sign around your neck that says failure and, you know, you're going to go out into the world. No. Everybody has missteps. Everybody does the best they can with the tools they have, and nobody can know all the variables. Something comes in, throws in a monkey wrench. Well, I didn't know that this time, but I will know it next time. So when I revise my plan, I can take that variable into account and I can say you know what I can I can figure around that. I know that's coming in. That may mess things up, but I know how to deal with it. We can't be locked in to being worried about what could happen because of what did happen. Yes, it may take several tries. It may take a little bit of creativity. It may take you know, shifting gears, and sometimes it may take a major modification of what your goals are. But it doesn't mean that you can't still have a part of it. You can't still have a piece of it. It doesn't mean that the whole dream is gone. It just means that it's going to have to be achieved in a different way or that it can be modified to meet you halfway in what you want to do. And what I mean by that is, Let's say you can't get to France. But I tell you what, they speak a lot of French, well, French Creole in New Orleans. Maybe you take a trip to New Orleans and enjoy that. Or you can go to Canada and be able to have that experience. Whatever it is that you want out of life, it doesn't matter how big or how small it is, Figure out what it is that you need to do to achieve that. And if you can't figure out on your own, get help. You can talk to people and say, hey, is there? what do you know about this particular subject? Maybe it's getting the car of your dreams. Well, you know, there's a lot to be considered with that. You know, how much is it going to cost? How much is the maintenance on it going to be? How much is the insurance on it going to be? A lot of things to take into consideration. And maybe after all those considerations, well, you know what? That's going to be something that's going to take you a couple of years to be able to save up for. So let it. I mean, in the meantime, you know, you can set some money aside and maybe once every couple of months, rent a car that is like the car that you want to drive. And you can drive around in it. Get the feel of it. If it's a one of those really tremendously expensive cars, then go to a car show where they have it featured. They'll, you know, in many cases they'll at least let you take a picture with it. If not, maybe sit in it and have that the reality that the, the, you know, being able to put your hands on it, Say, "All right, one day it's going to be mine. It's going to be mine. I can achieve these things because there's no reason that you can't, unless you create enough reasons in your mind that will prevent you from doing it. Nobody can take your dreams away from you. Nobody's got the right. The only way that you can lose them is by giving them up. And it's, sometimes it's not easy to hold on to that dream. Sometimes it's really, really hard. And I get that. And, and if you're in that space where it's really hard to hold on to your dream, I understand and don't give it up. Don't let that go because when we let go of our dreams, we let go of a part of ourselves. Hold on to it. Maybe it's a different hairstyle. Maybe it's a dream vacation. Maybe it's it's living somewhere else completely. Is That dream belongs to you. And by looking at how you can make it happen as opposed to saying this will never happen, let yourself believe, well, if this was going to happen, what is the way that I could make this happen? And even if it's just an exercise, it's still going to give you something. It's still going to allow you to go into that place of possibility. So don't worry about failing because there really is, no reality to it all it is is a modification of the plan and an opportunity to learn because the only people that have never failed at anything have never tried anything everybody has has missed the mark and in some cases it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because it opened up a doorway they didn't even think about so let yourself experience that Don't be so worried about what other people will think because ultimately it's about you anyway. Ultimately it's about your choice to be the person that you are, not for anybody else. Because if you try to be someone for other people, you just end up, you ultimately will always disappoint because you can never be 100% what somebody else needs you to be. So, since that's not going to work, just be yourself. Open up your ideas as far as what will make you happy, what will be you know, your big dream, or even your little dream. It doesn't matter. Just let it be yours. So go ahead and dare it, because the worst that will happen is that you have to change the plan. The best that will happen is, you're able to achieve something that you'll be able to tell stories about. So I want to thank you for joining me. And I will not be back next Thursday because I will be leaving for England uh, next week. And so I will be here the following week. But tune in because we'll be bringing out one of our Golden Oldie episodes and Producer Kina will be firing that up, so there won't be any uh, questions or answers or anything like that. I will be back the following week, but for next week, until we see each other again, I wish you balance, and I wish you blessings. I wish you every opportunity to see your dreams out to their fullest and to get as much as you can out of life. Don't worry about getting it wrong because even if you get it wrong this time, that just means you've got a better chance to get it right later. So I will be logging into the chat room after the show, so if you'd like to log in and ask any questions. Otherwise, you can find out more about me at my website, which is www.the-healing-house.com. You can also friend me on Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter, So everyone take care, have a wonderful two weeks, Uh, listen to the show next week, and I will be back to share about my amazing trip to England. Take care, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio.